It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our number two, the run home with Joel and uh, Fletch. All thanks to our partners, Hyundai. And don't forget the end of year sale is on, the SUV sale event. Uh, have your say, one 1170 As Gibbo said, questions, all things rugby league, views. Uh, there's a question here about uh, the stat I come up with where uh, on average three teams fall out and three come up. And somebody's asked me here who will be those three teams coming up and out. I've only got one change to the top eight, and you may be surprised who I think will be the team to come up. one 1170 is the way to do that, but we need to get stuck into this. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay, Michelle, there is a truckload to get through here. ARL Commission boss Peter Valandis has revealed the NRL's $420 million war chest to drive expansion as he plots the next offshore project to match the code's Vegas venture, a second team in New Zealand, as we share with the team at SENZ. As Valandis touched down in Vegas ahead of Sunday's historic NRL doubleheader at Allegiant Stadium, the ARLC chair de- detailed the financial goldmine to fund a 20-team NRL competition. Valandis says the NRL could play premiership games in America for the next 20 years. Revealed Wayne Bennett will be consulted on expansion and confirmed a second New Zealand team to rival the Warriors is on the agenda. In another landmark moment, rather, for the sport, Valandi says a definitive call on fresh expansion will likely be made in the next six months, giving the NRL an 18-team league for the first time in 26 years. Um, Tell you what, Michelle, I would just love to be in that room. So who's... I know everyone's saying Peter Valandis, and of course he has a major say in it, but there must be a dozen people who get into this room, you know, flesh out ideas, have monetary amounts attached to it to land on, do we go to Vegas? Do we expand? It's heavy stuff, isn't it? Do you really think there's a room? Is there a (laughs) room? Do you really think it's that serious? Well, you think it's the Chinese? Look, I have to say to you, I'm a little bit sort of sceptical. I mean, the two team, the second team in in New Zealand's been floated for the last six or seven months anyway. Uh, When you throw Wayne Bennett's name into something, it gives a bit of credibility. Um, I'm confused. In the last 24 hours, and look, I'm not, I, it's, I don't have any interest in, I love what the NRL is trying to do. I'm so passionate about it, but I'm a purist. I'm genuine and I want to see this game fly yes. and expand. But in the last 24 hours, Joel, we've got NRL America. We've had the next Patrick Mahomes playing in the NRL. <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to buy over the weekend the UK, the English Super League. Uh, we're going to steal some of uh, the American viewers in subscriptions and, and also in, um, in wagering, so take some of their dollars in, in the betting market. The common theme for me across all of this is there's no funding in grassroots here. And mm. so it's it's a kind of a, a cart before the horse. And I don't want to be speaking about things that I'm, I'm unsure of because I genuinely don't know what sort of money we're going to make out of this venture. Because an awful lot of money is being spent. Let's not forget that. Yep. And I understand that it's they're, they're trying to grow the game and this is all about, you know, if we get, get into America or whatever. But what I'm concerned about is the money that should be being put into grassroots here so that we can expand a competition and have a strong and viable and successful 20-team competition. You've got to put the money into grassroots to be able to be making sure the next NRL or the NRLW stars are coming through the system. That concerns me. So, look, I might be totally wrong and we might be in May going, wow, we made X amount of money when we went overseas and they loved it and this is fantastic. But I'm just a little bit, mm, yeah, where are we going with this? Because you know, I've got kids yep. and I know what it takes to put those kids through the system. And I know I'm forever, as a mum, in a representative system, yep. still forking out my own money, making sure my kids you know, have what they want, have what they need. So, for me, I just feel like we should be focusing so a little bit more on... Our own backyard. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and a lot of people will say similar. Um, grassroots, and a lot of people say grassroots. What are we actually fighting for? What What is the game not doing at grassroots level that you think they need to do? All right, well, I'm going to give you an example. I'm not going to name the club, but I know this has happened in, in recent times with a representative player. Had to lose a bit of weight. A young, young guy had to mm. lose a bit of weight. Um, after being injured. Not a first-grade player. Not like a first-grade player. I'm talking young, maybe, uh, you know, sort of flag, flag sort of yep. time. Yep. Now, in this day and age, a flag player should be able to go to someone at the club, and a dietitian, and get some help. Mm. No. That parent had to go somewhere and pay for a dietitian to say, hey, this kid needs to lose some weight. Fringy. I reckon a lot – I reckon – I'm just being devil's advocate. Mm. I reckon a lot of people will push back on those comments and right. say, well, what about the parents? What's their role in all of this? Well, if they if they're kids that are still like you know sort of you know you're eleven you're eleven and twelve, um, so what about that kid doesn't get that attention and he was going to be our next superstar yep. or at least a, a consistent NRL player, but we'll go and invest in some kid from America who looks like he's great out of college and we'll pull him and pay him big bucks. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagree I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just I don't know where I stand on it, but it's, it's and I also feel that there's there's so much. Er I mean, bush footy, it's yep. dead. It's dead. My my husband's family, I Justin, they're from West Wylong. This footy just isn't the same out there I, anymore. I think I've, I was out in Wagga uh, on the weekend and there was a, a person who was very high up in the AFL because I've always – that's been the, the common theme for a long time. Bush footy's dead, bush footy's dead, bush mm. footy's dead. Is bush sport under the pump? Is is it specific to rugby league? So I said to but him – my I, interest isn't in, right, no, in no, other no, sports. No, I, I, understand, I understand. I understand. But yep. I, I personally think – Personally, the problem is bigger in the bush instance than rugby league. It's something as a society it that is. is happening that I think sport full stop in the bush mm. has come off in a major way. I have to agree with you because there's social media. Yes. There's so many other things that have happened. Um, you, you find a lot of kids go, well, hang on a minute. I've got to have that plan B. So if I, if I break my leg and I've got this apprenticeship, I can't keep playing. I don't know what the reason is. I, I, I don't know what the reason is, but... The, is is it a different demographic to what was back in the day? Is it, I I don't know, but I speaking to context out at Wagga, and Wagga is one of those sort of hubs where, mm. you know, famous for cricketers coming through, rugby league players coming through, AFL players coming through, and so forth. And they they reckon rugby league and AFL 
are heavily under the pump. And that, that's a big concern, I reckon. Sport in general, 100%. I, yep. I couldn't agree with you more. I've had, had lots of conversations with, well, what's actually doing out here? What's happened? Why aren't there enough teams? Well, look where I am, the Bungendore Tigers. Yep. So that's um, it's bordering New South Wales, Canberra. Um, my my young guy, my one of my little ones, a 14-year-old, uh, Blake, was enrolled to play. They had two games um, and they, they couldn't field enough players. So they had, yeah, to, had to scrap it. That, that is sad. Uh, particularly for the kids who are turning up the training and wanting to play and, and – they're not being able to play a game. That that is that is sad. Uh, all roads lead to Las Vegas for Cody Walker after joining the Rabbitohs' main training group on Wednesday morning. So there's some some doubt around him. The South Stars spent the past week working alone with the high-performance staff. So here's what David Riccio on breakfast had to say. Now, he's been tracking the team in San Diego. Here's David Riccio on breakfast for Cody Walker. Today was easily his biggest and best session. He only had two more sessions to get through. One being one more run in Las Vegas and then a captain's run. And Cody Walker will be suiting up at Allegiant Stadium. From everything I saw today, he'll be there. Michelle, well, that's good. That's good news for South. You know what my concern about the... My number one concern about the dimensions of this field size is the formation that the Bunnies present. So they present this hot lineup on the left-hand side. This formation where you've got Ilias going through. Out the back, they're going to hit Cody Walker. Cody Walker's got Luttrell out there. And it all points to AJ in the corner. AJ's been the top try scorer four times in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I reckon the amount of tries set up off this platform formation would, would blow you away if you actually sat down and watched all of AJ's tries. The field being five metres narrower, I think that will hurt the bunnies' left edge in a major way. You're probably right. I think, I think that's going to test well, out. Um, and, and that's what the Blues did. So what they did well with, with Cody Walker is... You've got to give Cody the team. So in, in days gone by, Cody Walker's had to fit into a system. The last big win for New South Wales, they said, okay, let's not let him fit into us. Let's fit into what he does. He's the number one tri-assist merchant we've seen in maybe ever. Mm. Maybe ever, honestly. If, if if We don't have the stats, I don't think. But if there was a – Cliffy Lyons would clearly be up there. But if there was a tri-assist column for the life of your career, he would be right up there, Cody Walker. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. The Sydney Roosters have announced the contract extension. This is a good story because there for a while, everyone was thinking that maybe retirement was imminent. Vice-Captain Luke Keary has been extended for an additional year until at least the end of the 2025 season. Here's Keary. I always said, too, I wanted to first, like, you know, see if I wanted to do it. Uh, my family, you now I've got three kids, my wife. Uh, but then also checking with the club about, you know, their plans and, um, you know, the future that they wanted to go. I wanted it all to kind of fit in together and not just um, do it for the sake of it or leave before I was ready or things like that. So it was good. I took my time with it all. Um, the club were really good through it. Um, and it kind of all just panned out, so I'm happy. Tell you uh, what, I was one of those. Yeah. Very surprised. Yep. Um, you know, I thought uh, yeah, he's obviously got a very, very tight family and I thought they'd be quite influential because there were some times there where just as a spectator, let alone knowing Kiri, that you were concerned yep. uh, for his welfare. And I guess it's all that, uh, you know, hysteria around concussion, not not knowing, not every bump is a concussion. But yeah, absolutely guilty there. I thought it'd be all over Red Rover. And, and, and it was look, a shame. You have to credit, excuse me, you yeah. have to credit the Roosters for the way they have handled all of the concussion yep. situations, all of the head injuries. It's, it's been remarkable. Trent, I will give Trent Robinson... And the club, the medical staff there, a big shout-out because it's been a tough period for them. The unknown. Yep, 100%. I, I totally concur with that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Plenty of listeners want to have their say on call and text. Let's go to uh, up in Arundel, up in the Gold Coast, where Chris is. Hey, Chris. 
Hey guys, how you doing? Good, Chris. Good what do you know? Man, I was just listening to uh, to Michelle talk about the, the grassroots stuff, and it, and it made me think of something. I mean, Michelle was talking about grassroots being you know, this Jersey flag example, and in my mind, when I think of grassroots, I'm thinking of trying to get kids into the game at seven, eight, nine years old or whatever. Maybe we actually need to have a discussion about what grassroots well, level I, of rugby league are. Junior football, I should have said, rather than grassroots. And I'm, I am talking from those, those uh, you know, well, the junior reps mm. all the way down to, to the under sixes. I applaud the NRL. I think it's fantastic. A lot of people are against this tag. So non-tackle when you're, you know, in the under sixes. They need to have respond to what the mums are saying on the sideline. I'm not having my kid exposed to playing rugby league it's too dangerous this concussion stuff or as i say all the hysteria it starts then and it's awesome that they've been able to introduce something like tag because once they're hooked once they've been going to the same team the same environment understanding you know they're not going to pull out at 10 and 11 you sort of got them you've got them and when it does change to tackle well they're there aren't they they're not you know yeah numbers wise chris the the nrlw has been a huge gift because the amount of young girls who, who weren't formerly a number as far as junior participation goes we're now getting a stack of those um so that that's been a big part of it chris thanks for the call mate we appreciate that one 1170 um good afternoon run home team from beautiful cabarita beach michelle you speak the honest truth while bears head is on another junket <laughs> sugar you need to get on board a country bears franchise that can take games across new south wales brisbane don't hate the idea i, I don't think i don't think you could play solely out of say a wagga or an orange, or a dubbo, but you could have a countryside for sure, mm. or or the Queensland countryside for that matter, or have both. Yep. That you could do the rounds. Um, maybe you operate out of say a Wagga. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I do think there's a lot of merit. Or or you've got a game in the country every week, every yep. single week. I'm, I'm all for that. I think that's huge. Every single week, there's a game. In the country, they do you know, the mudgy and they do the bits and pieces throughout the year. But I'm, I'd, I'd love to say that I think it'd be fantastic and fair, fair to those people out in the bush. And just on the grassroots footy too, there's a, the, the, it's a little bit complicated for a couple of reasons. Now, David Trodden for New South Wales Rugby League, Ben Iken up there in Queensland, they are pushing the NRL for more money, more, more piece of the pie, due to what the state of origin brings in mm. financially. So in many cases, the Junior Rugby League is governed by the New South Wales Rugby League or the Queensland Rugby League. So so that's where it can be a little bit tricky. Mark's from Sydney. Uh, g'day, Mark. Hey, g'day. How you going? Good, Marky. What do you got, mate? Uh, just uh, something that Michelle mentioned where they're struggling to um, field teams in those um, like uh, junior leagues. What's... Because um, I, I think it's very common everywhere, but... Maybe it's something in, in those um, age groups where they start to play, like they do sevens or nines, if you know what I mean, and you've got a few forwards, a couple of backs, and they yep. just start to learn, you know. You might have one kid, he learns to sort of play a, a second row or centre position or something like that, so at least they're keeping them on the field, you know. Yep. Hey, Mark, I love that. Absolutely love oh, that. And I'll too. tell you the reason why is because, and in a world full of collision, um, the field is less densely populated. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you watch the sevens or the nines, the hits are nowhere near as big. So I actually think Mark's got a good point. It ticks off a few boxes. Uh, more teams will be filled, uh, less bigger contact in the, in the lower grades. And then as you get older, that's when you get introduced to the 13-a-side game. I totally agree with that. I, I, I don't believe that we need to stick with 13-a-side from the under-12s, 13s and so forth. I think there's a lot of merit in that. Rob from Redhead Beach. G'day, Rob. 
Hey, John. How are you, buddy? Good, Rob. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how you doing? If they want to do more for the grassroots, they should, kids under 16 should get every game for free, even adults. They used to give out the school passes, Michelle, didn't they? Those hard passes. Oh, they when I was a kid a long time ago, yeah, everyone used to get a footy pass if you played for the school or for a club. But, you know, like that's all stop. Like, I don't know. I think if you're a kid and you want to go, you should be in for free. That way it might get a few of the parents to take the kids. Yeah, because that's another thing. It is. It's 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 tough to go to the footy, and when by the time you've all had a drink and a meat pie or something, yeah, um, yeah it's it's tough on a lot of families. They and can't the access, it. the access that Fox and Nine, and we get from that, it's yeah, you get the beers in the fridge yeah. or your Pepsi in the fridge, and your pizzas getting ordered home. And but because I've grown up in rugby league, and I've only really known that, um, I remember seeing one day um, two young girls at a racetrack watching Kathy O'Hara on a horse, and I've since been up like known those little girls and followed them so into racing from one day going to Ryong Racetrack, being yep. exposed to pink silks. Yep. Um, totally obsessed with um, with with female jockeys now and wanting to be. And, and that's all that – the kids need the experience. They need to be in and around it to to be to want to be part of it. Yep. Uh, the cost argument's an interesting one because um, – Insurance is where it all, we all fall down, Joel. It's, well, it's well a, Gus did something with Bulldogs, didn't he, for, for the Regos, kids' yep, Regos? Yep, Wyong Leagues on the Central Coast have done that as well. Um, yep. there, there's a, I think it's $100 or something, like it's something cheap. that They're, they're all making an effort. People out there are realising that it's going to take something to get these kids uh, involved in the game. Logan says, um, he says, the issue with grassroots funding across all sports, soccer football is the worst yet has the numbers that every other team dreams of. That, see, that's a fair point against the price argument. Apparently, uh, registrations and representative uh, costs for soccer is through the roof, apparently. Mm. I don't know the numbers myself. I think it myself. always has been, to be honest but, with you. But their numbers are flying. So that would sort of counter the fact that money is a is a big issue there. Uh, I'm really fascinated to know why sport as a whole has dropped off in the country. Roland from Penrith. G'day, Roland. Hey, Sugar, how are you? Good, Roland. Hey. Mademoiselle Bishop, how are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. So a couple of years ago, I presented a bit of a discussion on country rugby league and my theories on how it felt it would work. And I figured it seems you've brought the subject up again. If you don't mind, I'll just go through it again if you've got, got a few minutes. Well, we've, um, we've, got, we've got a minute. Well, yeah, well, I'll do it as quick as I can. Basically, what I said was that every um, NRL club should be allocated a group area. Um, that, that's up to them to develop and do with. But then all the juniors and the footballers that come out of there that could go into trade go into a draft system and what they get, what comes out of the draft financially goes back to that NRL club to continue to help them grow that group area. So it, it becomes a, a business within itself. And, you, and, and then every uh, year, say the Bulldogs who I follow, have to go and play a game. They get a group that happens to be the Wagga area. Yep. That's their group. They have to take the Cowboys game for arguments like there, where in Sydney they might get 8,000, 10,000 people to the game. If they take them to their group head, head, head office, wherever that ground is in their group head office, um, Tamworth or wherever, then the, the, the locals are going to come because you know they, they only get to see one or two games a year. Okay, yep, good point, Roland. Uh, thank you for that. And, and, and you do make a good point. And, and it's a bit of field of dreams, so build it and they will come. I'll give you an example. So in Dubbo has always been like a, a fledgling sort of um, not a huge touch football community. Mm. The New South Wales touch had moved one of the state cups in recent years to Dubbo. So every year, all these people are descending upon Dubbo yep. for the touch football. And now Dubbo is becoming this thriving club. So being there 
makes people want to be a part of it. So yeah. I, I do agree with what Roland's saying. If you, you're there every – put it this way. Well, Penrith have done a great job with Bathurst for, for many years they now. Have, yep. And I've got no doubt that if you surveyed the population of Penrith or, you know, of Bathurst rather, how many support rugby league and of those rugby league followers, how many support – Penrith Panthers, yeah. it would be through the roof it's and huge. growing every well, year. Well, I was actually working out at Penrith at the time when Gus decided that that's, that's you know, yep. he was going to make the most of that area. And the even the attention and the letters and the requests from the Bathurst area, it, it increased tenfold uh, just through one or two visits. But, yep. I mean, it's been like a, over over a 10-year period now and you're 100% right. And, and the other thing is that Roland makes a point with, with his draft situation, which draft's a bit of a tricky one, but... But at least under what he's proposing, clubs are being rewarded for development. There's no real reward for developing kids at the moment, is there? No, there's not, but that absolutely should be. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, you can see all different clubs having pot shots about... I mean, that someone wrote a story the other day about finally the Roosters having a couple of homegrown players uh, being able to string a few together because there's been, you know, that argument for such a long time. But, you know, p- clubs like Penrith uh, should be rewarded. Um, and, and I you know, think it should come down to some sort of salary cap thing. I've just, um, we talked before about the Wyong Leagues groups. The Wyong Leagues group, uh, working in conjunction with the Rugby League Central Coast, announced it'll offer a $100 fee subsidy program for junior rugby league players throughout this year. So th- these are the sort of things that we need to, yep. you know. But, I mean, you compare a Wyong Leagues with a Terrigal or something on the Central Coast, and, you know, they're just not, Terrigal's not as strong as Wyong financially. So yes. it's a tough one. A very tough one. Uh, like a lot of those ideas, uh, rewarding Areas for development. Uh, I do like the idea of having fewer players. And as parents, if HIA is a concern, we want to try and limit those situations. So bring the numbers down. Bring the numbers down is what I think uh, we could do. And then, and then ultimately, Michelle, say you had, say you really celebrated the nines game, and then when you got to the the older age, you started to think thirteens. What's to say you can't have? A nines competition running Continu- in conjunction continue- with yeah. with this, instead yeah. of having celebrating the the New South Wales Rugby League as we do, yeah. put a bigger profile on the nines, or, yeah. or or take it to different areas, different teams. Have a North Sydney Bears who play in the the nines competition, but may not play in the in the NRL. Anyway, there's plenty of ideas, and a lot of people smarter than us have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You have lit a big match under this uh, topic, Michelle. It's gone gangbusters on the text line, 0457 736 736. Now, what I was thinking when I was talking about the having abbreviated uh, teams, so, for example, having nines competition for the purpose of concussion and celebrating those, and I do believe in it. I, I do truly believe in that where you've got these really big kids who are, you know, storming into these smaller people, and the smaller people, more agile, maybe quicker, may benefit from... Nine aside, eight aside, those sorts of things. Um, but on the other side of it, you do get texts like this. Um, this comes through. My kids are big and slow and nearly gave the game away as uh, some kids, due to fast kids, just running around them. They are 13 and 14 now and finally get to play full field. And 13 players, and um, the last thing they need is a seven aside and nine aside comp. There is a thing called touch football for that. My kids hate touch and tag because they're not fast. So that's the other side of that. It's not all about uh, a certain type of... Child, um, hi Joel and Bish. Every club on the Central Coast gets the hundred dollars from Wyong Leagues. My daughter has just joined Terry Girls Under 11s tackle. Football is thriving on the Central Coast. Cheers, Terry Well, That's good to hear. It's great to hear. Great to hear. And there's no one here as well. Um, oh gee, there's some text coming through. Barnell. We want to mention South Sydney too because they do a terrific job. Correct. It's not just the Bulldogs. Yes, Barnell. Everyone's shouting about the Bulldogs covering some costs about junior rugby league. South Juniors. 
have been free to play for years, and you never hear a peep about it. Oh no, it's quite quite you know well known, quite well documented. Yep. Yeah, they do a great job, South. Good on them. Uh, South are a class act. There's no doubt about that. Um, afternoon, I don't know about league, but to register my 11 year old daughter, two hundred and fifty dollars, and 13 year old son, two hundred and ninety dollars. With the vouchers, fifty dollars per child from the government costs four hundred and forty. Talking about soccer, says Cam. Um, soccer can be real, really expensive. I've I've got some friends that um have got two daughters and a son, and I think wow, you almost need a bank loan every January. Bring back the Commonwealth Bank Cup, sugar. Let's raise the school competition to a higher standard and get the schools to work on developing junior talent with some type of compensation system from the NRL for schools producing first grade players. I reckon get into schools a little bit more because I think I've, we've spoken about this before. lived on the Central Coast for yep. a lot of my life and I honestly genuinely cannot. My sons saw footballers with me with work, coming to my work or going to you know take me to training. They never saw rugby league players in schools on the Central Coast. It was a rarity. My son is in the under-15s Metro Junior League soccer this year in Brisbane, which is a step under the academy side. $1,250 fees. The academy fees are 2200 says George. Wow. By George. Now, in all seriousness, how does a family that earns just a, an average wage, how do they afford that? A couple of kids? It's not possible. But I, I don't know how. So if you're talented and you do make a rep side, it, what you, your, your parents can't afford it, so that's it? But but I'll give you an example. So, so touch football and Oztag go head-to-head, and the amount of people who go to both – like that's a huge commitment, isn't it? No matter how much you're earning, mm. not just on your, your financial spend, but the people you've got to take leave to go to all these mm. things. It's a huge uh, – but it's the nature of just giving kids whatever they want these mm. days, really, isn't it? It just happens all the time. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Bish and Sugar. My wooden spoon is the Raiders. Last year oh, they got cut a it off. lot cut it of off. lucky close <laughs> wins and they lose their best player to South, Harvey B. Danger. I – I don't think they've ever won the spoon, the Raiders. It's very hard to beat them down there in winter. They scrap hard. I, oh, they I, do. Sean the Trader thinks they can get it. I, I certainly don't. I certainly I'm not don't. having them win the premiership, but certainly not wooden spoon. No, not wooden um, I think you'll be quite surprised. Talked about this yesterday, a calmness there with Ricky because he knows what he's been working on yep. and they've got depth. Okay. I love Ada Mariotto. I had him yesterday in my um, chance to play for the Blues. Mm-hmm. What is a local junior, says Brad the Owl. At what age can you claim that junior? Does that mean they played in the region from under sixes, from 12s or 16s? South's best players of the last 20 years aren't even juniors. Latrell, uh, the Burgi family, GI, Cody Walker, Cook, um, and South are supposed to have a big area to choose from. Even Isaiah Yo, Burton and Leah Martin aren't from the Penrith area. Well, that's true. But, but that's why I believe when you have got a, an authentic junior... You yeah. should be rewarded. Exactly right. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It is the run home with Joel and the Bish. The other thing I'll leave you with, and, and maybe someone has the answer who can text it in. Sport in country that clearly across all avenues has gone down. Has the population gone down in the country? I don't know. That, that would be a first point to look at. I don't know if that's the case. It may not be the case. Maybe there's other and bigger reasons no, as to why. You could have a point there. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The run home with Joel and Michelle Bishop. Plenty of good conversation coming in. Uh, we don't always all agree with each other, but um, that's what makes the world go round, right? It'd be a pretty boring place if we did. Have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? Roland kicked off a good idea talking about some ideas around uh, country rugby league and junior rugby leagues, etc. Well, Matt from Eagleby wants to chime into the back line as well. G'day, Matty. How you going, mate? Um, so I just got a thought, mate. So you know how um, 
you know how the English uh, the English soccer's got the FA Cup style um, competition, right? They, yep. That mm-hmm. runs in conjunction with the league. Yes. I wondered if it, if it would be a good idea if the NRL would have a um, FA Cup style nines competition Ooh. open for everybody. Like it. I hope they're listening. So that, that yep. way, like, so that way you can sort of um, let the Melbourne say, like, for example, the Melbourne Storm can blood their like sort of inexperienced or younger players than that, and that sort of that way, sort of teams like. You know, the Ipswich Jets or Glebe or North Sydney can play in a in a top tier competition and sort of reignite like rivalries and stuff like that. So I love it. Yeah, I, I, I love it. it Have a sixty four team competition in the bracket system. Uh how you Certainly nominate your teams. Dominant. Yep. You, you might have the group teams. Mm-hmm. So the instead of having say a Port Macquarie, you might have group three or group two, you have mm. the Queensland rep teams. Yep. You land on 64 teams somehow, which, as you said, you might include, you know, Melbourne Storm and all the big teams might have a team as well. They may may use some of their players at the big end of town. Love it, Matty. I love it. It'll be good content, midweek content. Throw it on a Wednesday night where we don't have much rugby league at the moment when Origin's not on. No problems for me, Michelle. You no, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, mm. and yep. a big shout out too to the Ipswich Jets. Yes, you happen to mention them, Ben Cross. My son's up there. That's why. <laughs> oh, Ben Cross up there. Yeah, Ben Cross is the coach up there. Oh, doing, is he? doing well. Yep. They've been a great yeah. club, haven't they? The Jets. Oh, yep, Matty, uh, love that idea. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Plenty of other sport to update as well. We might uh, change tact after all of that. We are reading all of your texts, which are fantastic, coming through. It is melting down. Michelle Bishop just seems to be. <laughs> Uh, a honey pot for bees to charge in with Caused correspondence. <laughs> Good on you, Michelle. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. A break and back with plenty more. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch uh, with Michelle Bishop, of course, and thanks to Hyundai. The SUV sale event is on now. Brighton's lawyers, your verdict. NRL is back for twenty twenty four. Out tip, stay alive, win big. Pick one winner in every round of the twenty twenty four NRL season for the chance to win two and a half thousand dollars cash. If your verdict wins, you survive. Get one wrong. And you're out. Visit scnsurvivor.com.au. Bulldogs fans, I've actually never heard this guy interviewed. And I can't wait because he's a massive favourite of both myself and Brian. Jacob Kiraz. Little secret. Have you? Have Went you... to school with his mum. No way. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Yes. Di, Diane, yes. Really? She was a year above me at school. Have you heard him? Is he a... He looks like an extroverted Great kid. Yeah. Great kid. Articulate. Yep. You'll be impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with what I see. I want to see him. Although I will tell you, I was a little bit concerned that he's uh, he's he's number one. His idol growing up was the Grub. Really, yeah. Joshy Reynolds. Joshy Reynolds. Wow. Um, okay, let's get into some sports. So Kiraz is going to join us in the final hour, and our favourite cricket man. Uh, speaking of cricket, is Barat Sundarace, and can't wait to catch up with him. I just love listening to him. He's just got such an infectious uh, voice, commanding voice. Cricket Australia is seriously considering dropping a bombshell and expanding the Big Bash. So they're not expanding games. I think it's been well received to limit the games. But a major bun fight is already looming over the choice of a new ninth team. You like this, Michelle? Canberra has emerged as the clear early favourite, while New Zealand cricket says it would be open to talk should Cricket Australia power brokers decide over the coming months that adding the BBL's first ever expansion team is financially viable. There's a catch, though. What's the catch? They want two licences, not one. Really? So they, absolutely. So why, why, it all gets a bit weird. So why uh, – you're not telling me that if they were offered one, they wouldn't take it. Well, that's what they're saying. It's it's bizarre. And there's um, a lot of people around, obviously, uh, New South Wales uh, and Victoria, they uh, aren't happy about Canberra 
emerging as favourite or one oh, of the well, favourites. Let's chat to the expat, Gibbo. What do you think about this? Well, I'd, at first, we'd love to know, Michelle, the Sydney Thunder, who have been, I guess, a struggling franchise besides the competition they won. They've been playing quite a few games at Monica. Would the Canberra locals, would they relish a chance to get a T20 side, Michelle? We love sport down there. T20 yep. side, um, we're after everything, basketball, you name it. There's a there's a certain sort of group down there that, you know, well, sport, we don't need it. But absolutely. <laughs> and I think the numbers, I think the, the people's, the bums on the seats prove um, yep. we loved the T20 down there. It was awesome. It certainly has a, has a big following. Um, even with the AFL, when the GWS Giants play down there, everyone loves it. They go. So There isn't that snobbish sort of attitude between uh, rugby, rugby league and AFL down there. If it's sport, and it obviously doesn't matter about the temperatures because everyone just rugs mm. up, they're out there. Yep. So I guess a bit like the North Sydney Bears, you guys will attach yourself to any sort of sport. We'll latch on. <laughs> we'll have a bit of anything. Uh, Joel, to, to your bitzes. initial... Yeah. The Canberra Bitses. <laughs> uh, New Zealand, the Super Smash is an interesting one. So that's their sort of big bash, Joel. Yes. Now, a few years ago when there were only a couple of T20 competitions around the world, New Zealand would actually get some good players. David Warner played. A lot of the Sri Lankans came down. But now that there's the Big Bash on, there's the UAE League, there's the South African League, all sort of vying for the top-tier talent. You're having just, I guess, state cricketers and maybe, you know, the next rung down playing. So crowds are down. Would New Zealand get around it? Absolutely. You'd probably have to have a North Island team. So they'll play you know, three matches in one particular place and three matches in another place in the North Island and then a South Island team. So you believe also you need two also? Well, you take what you can get, just like the North Sydney Bears and Canberra. You'll take any franchise, I suppose, because you start getting a bit of that big bash money, Joel, which is now tied to Indian television, Fox Cricket. So you're getting money from everywhere. And you can probably ask this to Barat, but... There's not much money at the moment in New Zealand cricket. So anywhere they can go, I'm sure they will. Because okay, yeah, they can picture. only afford two tests. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So hypothetically, you could only have three of these four teams. In what do you mean? In, the big in bash. The big bash. Yep. So you could only have three of these four teams. Sydney Thunder, two New Z- a North Island, a South Island New Z- Zealand team, and a Canberra team. Yep. Which three of the four would the competition need most? Probably the Sydney Thunder. It pains me to say it. Sydney Thunder, they get, they have such a large population of the cricket community in mm-hmm. Sydney. Gotcha. And when it started, Sydney Thunder were meant to be the sort of east. They play out of the SCG, whereas the Sydney Thunder was sort of based out west. Um, you know, players from out the west were supposed to play there. They play out at Homebush too. Mm-hmm. So they probably need that. Um, but the Big Bash doesn't need the New Zealand teams. Right. The New Zealand teams need the Big Bash. And I'm not sure, Bish, what you think, but Canberra's probably the same. Well, we just want to have anything because there's just not enough happening down there. But what I do want to ask you, wasn't it only around 12 months ago that they reduced the numbers? They did. Australia? Well, they, they reduced the amount of games played because there were too many. It was a home and away season. Right. And by the end of it, players like Sock, who does a lot of work here, was just saying, we're, we're playing too much. We're playing mm. too regularly. And people were just getting fatigued. Shock horror, people getting fatigued about watching cricket. That'll do me. <laughs> but it's, it was happening in the Big Bash this yeah. year. Crowds are back. TV viewership is back. So I think the amount of games you'll play are the same. You'll just play a bit more variety in who you play. Okay, don't mind yeah. that. Don't mind that. But have your say. Um, 
Canberra are the early favourite, apparently. So there you go. The Canberra uh, Bitsers. The Canberra Bitsers. There you go. Australian captain Pat Cummins. Would it work, Canberra? You think it would work? I think it would work. Yep. 100%. Australian captain Pat Cummins is named an unchanged starting 11 for his, well, this week's first test against New Zealand in Wellington, which gets underway on Thursday. SCN have got you covered as per normal. Steve Smith will open the batting alongside Usman Kawaja. Cameron Green slotting in at number four. Mitch Stark, Josh Hazelwood round out Australia's experienced pace attack. The first test between New Zealand and Australia starts tomorrow, live across the SEN and SENZ networks and the SEN app. You can catch every ball live from Wellington with Jared Waitley, Ian Smith, Adam Collins, Daniel McCarty and the team. The first ball straight after the breakfast shows on 9am, uh, daylight savings time. So there you go there. Joel, can I just ask you mentally where Steve Smith's at? We've just been heaping on him for the last, uh, you know, seven days about uh, not making the World Cup squad. He's hopeless, he's this, he's that. And then he's got to pull himself together, get over there, open. Yeah. Um, on the back of that, what was it? I think it was 91. Like, he was our hero against, the, uh, obviously losing against the West Indies. But how do they do it? I know. Well, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like, see, what I find with batsmen and, and why it must be such a hard world to live in, if you play rugby league, as an example, and you drop the first bomb of the match, your day's not over. Mm. You've got 79 minutes, minutes to come to out. Up for it. Yeah. Where if you're a batsman, you make one mistake. That's it. You could be in the field Until for the two next, days. Absolutely. Yep, for two days. Yeah. It's it's brutal, isn't it's it? A tough, one, a tough one to get over, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Mentally, they have to be just so resilient, so tough. Well, whatever you think about Davey Warner... The manner in which he Sorry, played his game. Sorry, but love him. Love him. Dave, I'm on the bus. Who's Smith or Warner? Warner. Warner. Both of them, but I'm a, I'm a big Dave Warner fan. So so whatever you think of Warner, he went out with every innings and you could see that he had no fear of failure. Mm-hmm. He just attacked, didn't he? Yep. He just attacked. Um, so there you go. The Matildas are in action tonight in the second Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan. That's in Melbourne tonight at 8 p.m. They're leading the tie 3-0 after winning the first leg on Saturday. You've got the Kings taking on the New Zealand Breakers as well. It's do or die. Kudos Bank Arena. Uh, get there, Kings fans. Get out to the kingdom, uh, and you can get your tickets there as well. You get behind the Kings, who are good supporters of the program. Uh, go well, the Kings looking for a three-peat. The run home thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on right now.